Hey everybody, welcome to another Future Brew here on maizeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today, it's been a hot minute, but I am glad to introduce to you Maize and Brew recruiting contributor, John Simmons. John, it, like I said, it, it's been a while. Have you been doing okay? How you been? Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Thankfully, not too much has happened in a couple of weeks. Uh, we, I've been off. Yeah, so you you had uh, a cross country trip. To, to, is that what you did? You had to go all the way to to where exactly? Yeah, I had to drive out to Kansas to my job to pick up all my stuff. Now that football's moved to the the spring, um, and then come back home. So you know that was a nice uh, long trip. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you at least make a uh, a worthwhile venture out there? Did you? Do anything slightly fun? <laughs> no, not really. Just no. <laughs> I feel like a lot of my options were kind of shut down with with COVID. There wasn't a lot of yeah. stuff to do, so just kind of get there and get back as quick as possible. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you were able to do all of that, especially during a slow time of recruiting. Not a whole lot's been going on over the last couple weeks, but we do have a little bit to talk about today. And since John uh, did all of that, Michigan did gain one commitment, Xavier Worthy. That was a couple weeks ago. Obviously, you're all probably pretty familiar with him at this point. But, John, I just wanted to get your thoughts about him real quick. And we'll talk about him a little bit more. But I just wanted to get your initial thoughts on him as a prospect and uh, how you think uh, Xavier Worthy fits in with Michigan's 2021 class. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much following everyone else's opinion of him super excited for what he's going to bring to Michigan he's crazy fast he kind of just leaps off the screen when you watch him his acceleration and long speed are are uh, among one of the best in the country I'd say and you know he's been recently showing off his his hands um you know some crazy catches things like that so uh yeah when I first watched him back in like March it was kind of stunning that he was still a three-star back then but since then, everyone's really caught up, and he's you know top 100 on 24/7, which I think is right. Um, still, he still has room to climb in the rankings too, since 20 or since Rival still has him as a three star for some reason. Um, but yeah, he's going to be one of the the top players in the class when it's all said and done, and definitely has a chance to be a special player at Michigan, no doubt. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think he's a really good prospect, really good addition to Michigan's class here. Uh, you pretty much just nailed it all in the head really fast. And then I don't know if you saw the video of him circulating on Twitter a few days ago, but this insane one-handed catch that he made was uh, was on display for everybody to see as well. He pretty much mossed a kid and uh, poor guy. Um, but it it really just goes to show the talent that this guy has, not only just the speed, but also the catch radius, the ability to reel in difficult catches, it, albeit one-handed, um, most of the time, you know, if you make a difficult catch, you got to get two hands on the ball. But he went and just proved everybody wrong and just did the one hand. So, yeah, really good prospect. I'm really excited to see how this plays out uh, with Michigan. Uh, he's the third wide receiver to commit to the class. We'll see if they end up going for a fourth. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But just sticking with Worthy here, uh, he announced that on Twitter that he was going to forego his senior season at uh, Central East High School in Fresno uh, since the state of California had shut down high school athletics for the time being due to the pandemic that's going on. And who knows how long the delay is going to be. And obviously, 
you'll probably see other states following similar footsteps. The state of Michigan, for example, has already announced, the MHSAA announced uh, maybe a couple weeks ago at this point, that uh, they were going to continue as is. So guys like Donovan Edwards, Rocco Spindler, Garrett Dellinger, they'll be able to at least begin, hopefully, uh, their senior season uh, of high school football there. So Xavier Worthy, not going to be able to suit up for his high school so he just decides, screw it, I'm going to just skip it entirely, and he's going to enroll early at U of M, uh, which is very good news for Jim Harbaugh, Josh Gaddis, and all of those guys. You want to get as many early enrollees in as possible, and this is a guy that I think can see the field very early and very often his freshman season in Ann Arbor. So I just wanted to get your thoughts as well on this news and uh, well, what your initial thoughts were when he decided to uh, announce that decision on social media. Yeah, I think it was a, just a bit of a surprise because he's one of the first guys to kind of declare that he's going to do that, just kind of uh, forego his, the rest of his college or high school career and focus on college. Um, I was pretty happy about it uh, in the sense that it kind of seems like he's officially locked up for Michigan. I know when he committed, there was a lot of uh, – there's still a lot of chatter that it's not over yet. He hadn't been able to visit any of his finalists. So the door is still open at places like Oregon or Alabama or Georgia, like other Mm -hmm. finalists. So there's still going to be a little bit of a battle to keep him in the fold if visits were uh, able to happen. Um, So I think that making the decision to enroll early in Michigan and at, uh, at Michigan in January is going to, kind of keep him focused on the Wolverines as he goes throughout the process. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's really good news in that sense. Um, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed just as the guy who, you know, writes the high school roundups every week. It was going to be fun to be able to watch his stats. It seemed like they were pretty good at documenting how he did every week. All of his games are on YouTube. So it would have been really fun to watch and see him explode. Because um, even last year as a junior, he was behind a, a Cal commit. He wasn't even really the first target. Um, and had just under a thousand yards. So seeing him as the focal point of the offense would have been cool. But I think, you know, just for uh, Michigan's sake, getting him, having him train, you know, throughout the fall in his last high school semester and then getting him into Michigan as soon as possible is going to help him see the field uh, early, even though uh, his talent probably already would have let him contribute as a freshman. I think now it's even more of a guarantee. Yeah, I think out of the three wide receivers currently committed to U of M in this class, I think he's probably the one with the best shot to see the field early and often, probably burn that red shirt, probably be like a Giles Jackson and play predominantly on special teams, but then also get your feet wet on offense as well. I would imagine that they'd probably line him up at the very least in garbage time, but probably also um, in some sets if you want to just get straight speed on the field you could put him roman wilson aj henning giles jackson i mean all those guys you could throw on the field if you just want straight up speed um so i i think he will definitely benefit from enrolling early at u of m i think it's great news especially like you had mentioned with these other schools probably still gonna go after him like oregon alabama georgia um the other schools that i think it was a top six list made his top six initially. Uh, so yeah, you got to keep recruiting the kid, but uh, it definitely good to see that he's already thinking long-term wanting to enroll early at U of M, uh, get everything started a bit faster than what it normally would. And uh, who knows, maybe he'll uh, 
benefit from that as early as his freshman season. I think he will. I personally do. I, I think he's in line to receive some good playing time, much like I think uh, these guys coming in this 2020 class are. A.J. Henning, Roman Wilson. I, I think those guys are probably bound to burn their red shirt this season if there is a season. And I think Worthy would probably follow in that footstep as well. So uh, really good news. Um, I am very excited to see how it all plays out. Uh, but let's move on real quick to another receiver in this 2021 class that Michigan at first, it looked like they kind of stopped pursuing um, shortly after Marcus Allen committed. He's the three-star wide receiver from Ohio. But Andrew Anthony, who's an in-state guy, he's from East Lansing, three-star wide receiver on the composite, 6'2", buck 75, um, being recruited heavily by Michigan State. In fact, all the predictions on the crystal ball are for Michigan State as of today. I know Penn State's still going after him, and I think there was some interest from Notre Dame and some other schools as well. But uh, it, it seemed like he was a Michigan lean early on, and then Marcus Allen committed. It seemed like they kind of stopped recruiting him. Uh, they're, they're kind of a similar kind of wide receiver where they're, they're more big body. They're not like a shorter, faster guy like what they were recruiting in this 2020 class, but uh, more of a, a traditional wide receiver if you will, but, but with all of the crystal ball predictions on Michigan state, it was pretty interesting to see him post on Twitter this weekend that he was in Ann Arbor visiting. So I certainly didn't see that one coming. I kind of thought that as of, you know, the weekend that uh, he would be a Michigan state lock already. He is set to make his decision this Friday, July 31st. Uh, in the afternoon, I believe it's at 4 p.m. Eastern time that he's going to be posting his commitment. But this kind of throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into the equation. I, I still think Michigan State's probably the team to beat, but he at least made things interesting this weekend when he had posted that on Twitter that he was visiting Ann Arbor. So what was your first thought when you saw that, John? And uh, do you think that there's any shot of Michigan still landing him? Yeah, it kind of makes you give a double take since, uh, yeah, Anthony hasn't been really talked about much lately. Uh, he, the staff has always liked him, you know, Gaddis and Harbaugh were at his basketball games this winter. Um, I think he's always been a take. It's just, you know, how much interest were they showing him and how much was he reciprocating? I think once Michigan State really set their targets on him, it was like that was all he was focusing on for a while. So, yeah, to see him come to Ann Arbor, um, right after he sets his commitment date is definitely a pretty a pretty interesting thing that kind of piques your interest. Um, yeah, I, I still don't know if it's going to be enough to swing it back towards uh, Michigan's way. You know, in the meantime, since he's uh, kind of come back to Michigan, they've filled up a lot more receiver. They've added, uh, you know, two other guys. So he's it's a much more crowded room. Um, he'll be He's definitely being pitched as, you know, the kind of the centerpiece of Michigan State's class. Um, meanwhile, he'll be the fourth receiver at Michigan. So it's kind of uh, a tough one. You know, I think it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more persuasive from State's point of view. Um, you know, it's also in his backyard there. So I, mm -hmm. I do I agree with you. I think he eventually ends up with Michigan State. But I'm maybe just trying to check all the boxes before he he goes and he makes his commitment on Friday. Um but who knows, maybe he was giving a silent to the 
to the staff. I guess we'll, we'll find out on Friday, but it is at least nice to have, you know, a little more intrigue with uh, one of these guys, uh, you know, for a commitment to not, or for a recruit not to know his commitment really before he decides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really does add a, an extra a little bit of excitement. If I mean, even if you're a Michigan State fan and you're on the edge of your seat, this kid's got you on the edge of your seat. It, there's nothing not exciting about this. It, it's very interesting because it, it was a total curveball uh, for him to visit Michigan this past weekend. And I, I'm not sure if he visited uh, Michigan State's campus either. I'm sure with him being a kid from East Lansing, he's probably visited it more times than he can count. But yeah, it just adds that extra level of intrigue, especially considering U of M's already got three wide receivers. It's not a guarantee that they take a fourth, even though they're in it for a couple other guys, Anthony being one of them. But yeah, it, it's really interesting to to see all of this unfold. And I, I yeah, I, I think he ends up being Michigan State's focal point of their 2021 class. I believe he would be the highest ranked guy on Michigan State's uh Actually, yeah, looking at it now, he would be the highest ranked player in Michigan State's 2021 class. So, yeah, at this point, it it really looks like Mel Tucker is recruiting him like a five star. He's a talented guy in their backyard. And if they let him leave the backyard, uh, things would pretty much be in turmoil for Michigan State's 2021 class because it's really not looking good right now for them. They've got 12 total commits and their highest ranked guy. It is also from East Lansing, Ethan Boyd, a uh, an offensive tackle. He's ranked 664 on the composite. So uh, considering all of that and the fact that Anthony would be the fourth receiver in a pretty loaded offensive class for U of M, I wouldn't say that he would be an afterthought if he committed to U of M, but he definitely wouldn't be the guy where you're like, rooting from you know you're screaming from the rooftops that hey this is one of the best classes Michigan has had in a really long time and I'm super excited to see this guy play he's going to play all of his freshman season he's going to be an all-american no, it's it's it wouldn't be like that he if anybody is going to probably live up to those accolades it'd probably be Xavier Worthy but uh it, it would still be nice to to get him yeah I still think pretty highly of him I think he's a great receiver I think the ranking probably has it about right, like a, a mid-level, three-star, higher-end, three-star guy. He's ranked 529 right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's a good talent. I think if Michigan State ends up getting him, he'll he'll probably end up being a pretty good player over there. If U of M gets him, I would imagine that he would probably end up being a pretty decent player at Michigan too. But um, we'll certainly wait and see how it all plays out. But this coming Friday, I would expect a commitment to Michigan state around four o'clock Eastern time. So uh, I would imagine that's probably how you view it as well. Do you have any other differing opinions on all of that? No, not really. I, I agree with, uh, you know, what you said about his ranking, he's pretty similar to Marcus Allen. So, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're pretty similar in the rankings as well. So I think they kind of filled up that slot already. Um, but, you know, it'd be nice to just take one in the rivalry sense just to take, Michigan State's top target as your just to keep away class. from the rival, yeah, right? Just to rub it in a little bit more, but I don't think Michigan has to do that. Um, you know, they're they're set as it is. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty set too, and they're going after a couple other guys like Jaden Thomas, the four star from Georgia, and then also Lorenzo Styles, who's uh, from Ohio, who's committed to Notre Dame. He's been committed to Notre Dame for a while. I think that one's probably the longest of shots. 
Uh, Jane Thomas released his top list and U of M was on there. So you probably got a better shot with him. And uh, I, I think he's a really talented receiver too. So it, it's nice to have all of these options and still have three guys committed to the class. So it definitely not a strong need at this point in the class, considering that spots are filling up quick. And in my opinion, they should probably go get a couple more guys on defense which uh, is a great transition to this guy who we're going to talk about next, Rayshon Benny, who plays defense, but he also plays offense. Uh, He included U of M in his top eight list over the weekend, and a couple glaring omissions from his top list were both Iowa and Ohio State, who were going after him pretty hard at one point. And I know that Ohio State was looking at him a real hard for a second there. And that's what drew Benny's interest to Ohio state. Um, But the fact that Iowa and Ohio state were left off this list, it really looking at the other teams on his top list. It really makes you wonder, huh? It's just a matter of when and not if at this point, because he's talked very highly about Michigan and I, I just can't imagine him really leaving the state of Michigan at this point, you've got U of M and Michigan state also on that uh, top list, along with LSU, Penn state, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arizona state, and Arkansas. And I know he's very close with the coaching staff over at Arkansas. He's pretty close with uh, the Kentucky staff as well. And he's got some familiar faces already on the team there. But as of right now, I think Michigan's the team to beat. I don't know if a decision is looming, by any means, especially considering he just dropped his top eight list uh, on Saturday. But things are looking pretty good for U of M. Uh, Rayshon Benny uh, had a a couple crystal balls uh, just today alone given to Michigan um, by Alan Triu, who's one of the Midwest guys on 24-7. And then also Steve Wiltfong, who's the director of football recruiting for 24-7. And he doesn't just throw crystal balls around like uh, uh, <laughs> another guy that I won't name, but uh, yeah, everything's looking pretty good for U of M. I, I think they're the team to beat and he is one of their top remaining targets at defensive tackle. Uh, he would be a great addition to the class. Yeah, I think it was definitely a, one of the more surprising top lists you'll see without two former teams that might've been leaders at one point being left off. Iowa, I think it, the deal is he was really turned off by all the stuff that happened is happening with the Chris Doyle, their former strength coach, and Kirk Ferenz, and the culture they've kind of built there. So I don't think he likes that. Um, so that kind of eliminated them. And then Ohio State is kind of a mystery. I don't know why or what's been going on there. Um, they're still definitely looking for a defensive tackle for their class. Um, you know, uh, they have a top 100 guy, and they're still in, like, for JT to a Malau um, from Washington, but I still think they're looking to add a couple more. So um, mm-hmm. pretty big that they're, they've been left off. And I definitely think he's not going to go too far away from home from all I've read with, with him and his relationship with his mom, who he wants to be able to be at all of his games and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, the, like the Arizona States and LSU and places like that, I think are just too far away. So right now I'd say it's probably Kentucky uh, who's been, pretty good with at Oak park uh, in the past few classes in Penn state are probably the two that uh, are the biggest threats right now. Penn state hasn't been talked about much, but they may have a shot. They're rise, maybe rising a bit, but uh, yeah, I don't think anyone's really close to Michigan though. 
Uh, so relatively, I think they're, they're a really good spot. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think it's really with Ohio State because Ohio State is recruiting him to play offensive line and they've only got a couple guys committed along the offensive line in their class and they're both guards. I, I think Benny would probably be a tackle at the next level if he played offensive line. But uh, Penn State's also recruiting him at offensive line. He told me earlier, uh, I don't know, the last time I interviewed him, maybe a month ago or so, was that he wants to play defensive line. It's his preference. He's he's dead set on playing defensive line in college. But if a team is recruiting him to play offensive line and he thinks that that would be the best position to get him to the league and uh, succeed at the next level, that he would look into playing offensive line. So I I, I don't really know what it was with Ohio State either. I, I don't know if they just stopped recruiting him simply or or if he just lost interest in the Buckeyes, but definitely a very glaring omission from his top list. I think it's really interesting to see that most of these teams that have been recruiting him, it's really 50-50, because uh, like he said uh, in this interview, which you can see on Maze and Brew, uh, he, he said that these teams, it's like a 50-50 split of whether they're recruiting him to play offensive or defensive line, and that really goes to show the versatility of Rayshon Benny, too. He can succeed at both defensive tackle, offensive tackle. He's a kid that's highly regarded uh, on both offense and defense. So it really goes to show that uh, Michigan did a really good job of recruiting him right away on the defensive line because they had pretty much said, okay, well, what are you looking to play? And he had told them that he wants to play defensive line. And they said, oh, perfect. Here's Sean Nua. He's our defensive line coach. Nice to meet you. So that really started the relationship with that. And uh, I, I think it's going to be pretty tough to beat. You look at uh, a, another recruitment, for example, with Prophet Brown, who has since committed to USC. He, Michigan was recruiting him at running back, but it, it seems like his preference in college was to play corner. That's why you saw a lot of Oklahoma crystal balls at first. And then USC came in and wanted him to play cornerback. And that's when things kind of flipped. And there was a little steam there for Michigan for a little bit, but I just think that in my, this, this is just my opinion, at least this may not be factually true or not. This is just my opinion, but, but I, I I think Michigan never really had much of a chance because Jay Harbaugh was the one recruiting him the most uh, at first. And then it was kind of like a full staff effort of saying, Hey, we'll, we'll get you in as an athlete. And that kind of just, in my opinion, at least probably turned him off because he wanted to play cornerback uh, once he realized the potential there. But yeah, it really goes to show that some of these kids in this class are positionally versatile. And uh, sometimes it's just better to recruit them as an athlete than just one a specific uh, position. But Michigan has done a good job with Benny recruiting him just at defensive line and has probably kept Benny's interest in U of M pretty high the fact that they've been recruiting him at D-line the whole time. Yeah, definitely. It is kind of interesting talking about the difference between those two, how they're the two recruits, how they've handled two-way players like that. Um, yeah, I, the, you'd think that they would kind of go for Brown's preference given how easily they did that with, with Benny, but I think Benny just was a good, unique situation where they wanted him to play defensive line. That's where they had the need the most. And that's what they wanted him as. So just like, oh, perfect fit, slide right in here. So um, 
yeah, I think he's definitely still open to, I guess, offensive line. I know that's why Arkansas is in there because Sam Pittman's a really good uh, offensive line developer. So that's probably the, like one of the only situations that could get him as an O-lineman. Um, but yeah, Michigan fans are going to be a lot more happy with him on the defensive line. For yeah, sure. absolutely. So we will uh, take a quick break here. We'll come back and we will talk uh, 2022 recruiting. Things are starting to heat up a little bit on that with uh, the new rankings that came out and uh, some clear top targets emerging. So stick around. We'll talk about that when we return. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and we are back. We're going to wrap up today's podcast, talk about the 2022 class. And uh, I know I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here, um, but the composite rankings have started to roll out for this class, and uh, a lot of Michigan's top targets are very highly regarded on this composite. So I, I want to spend some time today talking about some of Michigan's probable top targets in 2022 early on. So let's just start right at the top, pretty much right at the top of the composite, the number four overall ranked player, one of the best defensive backs in this class, at least so far in the rankings is Domani Jackson. He's 6'1", 185 from Matter Day. Uh, he has said on record several times how much he thinks of U of M. He thinks very highly of the program, very highly of the school. And I think he's called it his dream school, but we kind of know how all of that goes sometimes. So uh, there's one crystal ball in for USC. Still, Vol Steve Wolfholm put it in. Uh, pretty early crystal ball there. But I know Michigan is heavily involved. USC is too. Uh, Clemson is another team that is uh, highly interested in him. Uh, he, he's a really good player. And uh, if, if Michigan keeps going after him really, really hard, they're going to be in it until the very end. So it'll be really interesting to see how all of this plays out. But I think Michigan has positioned themselves pretty well so far for the number one ranked corner and the number four overall player in 2022. Yeah, he's just one of the many defensive backs that Michigan's in on in 2022. Um, Jackson said that Michigan's one of the uh, schools he wants to first visit when he's 
he's able to. His dad is from uh, Ohio, the Ohio area, and he uh, he knows the Zordages um, from being stationed there. I think it's Domani. Yeah, his dad was uh, in the military, so he moved around a lot. So uh, he hasn't been in Southern California his entire life. He's actually in like state college at some point too. So I think it's uh, a little, it's not quite the same, you know, the early crystal ball to USC by Wilt Fong is probably just like a, here's a five-star defensive back in USC's backyard. He's going to go there, but I don't think it's quite uh, as simple as that. And, you know, things haven't been that way for a little while. Yeah. uh, You know, this class, they bounced back a little bit, but it's definitely not quite the, the way it's been uh oregon especially has been going into yeah. matter day specifically and getting guys mm-hmm. so uh i think that this there's a good opening for michigan here he said he had michigan stuff all in his uh his bedroom growing up so we'll see how much that still plays a factor but i think you know knowing zordich and being s- such a being so favorable with the program already is going to be uh really helpful for michigan they just got to get him out there as soon as possible and start uh really getting uh, them in his the forefront of his mind even more, for sure. Well, you mentioned that Michigan is in it for a lot of defensive backs. Let's talk about a couple more than William Johnson, who is another five-star defensive back. He's the third-ranked corner and the number 15 overall player in this class on the composite. Number one in the state of Michigan, he plays at Gross Point South, and uh, he's listed as 6'3", 190, which is already pretty tall for a cornerback. But at this point, um, it doesn't really seem like there's any clear leader here. He seems like a real reserved kid, very talented kid. So obviously he's got all of the offers that you would think of in the Midwest, as well as a lot of the elite teams down South out West. He's pretty much got everybody on his coattails. So it's hard to imagine that there's really any clear leader here as of now, which is completely fine because it's only July 27th of uh, 2020 and he's a 2022 kid. There's a lot of time to get in here, but uh, again, Zordich and uh, Sharon Moore, who is the area recruiter uh, is in on this recruitment as is Jim Harbaugh, as he usually is with a lot of these top ranked kids. So uh, he is another one as well as Jaden gold, who's a top hundred cornerback. He's from uh, Burgeon Catholic in New Jersey. Michigan already has a crystal ball for him, early crystal ball there. Uh, He is number 96 overall on the composite. And he said very good things about U of M. And uh, if I did have to pick one team that's probably out ahead uh, of any other team, it probably is Michigan. I wouldn't probably throw a crystal ball on it just yet. Uh, But Michigan has positioned themselves pretty well for him too, especially considering that uh, Anthony Campanelli was recruiting him hard, as was Chris Partridge, and then they up and left for the other jobs, and Mike Zordich came in, solidified that relationship again, and has kept Michigan in it. So again, two really good uh, cornerbacks here, two top 100 guys uh, that Michigan is going to definitely be in it for a long time with. Yeah, it's kind of weird that I feel like Michigan's in a better spot with Domani Jackson, who lives across the country, then William Johnson, who's the in-state guy legacy. But uh, Johnson's definitely just been more open to, to other schools at this point. Uh, Michigan's still in the top list, but there's been a lot of contention about uh, how much he's uh, favoring the Wolverines. But he's definitely going to uh, keep them in consideration for a long time. Uh, and he's looking to be one of the, the elite players in this class. Uh, Gold is probably the 
the one that Michigan sits the best with. They did just get a crystal ball for him a couple days ago, so uh, things are looking good with him. I know he he just said he wanted to take a visit to Michigan whenever he could, and he's you know tweeting at uh, Ohio State's cornerback prospect Jair Brown, uh, wanting him to go with him because they just offered Michigan just offered Brown too. So it kind of just seemed like he was already tweeting like a Michigan recruit or Michigan commit. Yeah. So. Uh, I think look things look good there, and yeah, like you said, it's really it's surprising to see them still so high because we saw what happened. With, you know, Taiwan Malone at Bergen after Campanile and uh, Partridge left, they Michigan just kind of dropped off, but that doesn't seem to have had that effect with uh, Gold. So, and obviously, there's more time for uh, the coaches to kind of rekindle that relationship there. So, I think they they have a really good shot with him for sure. Well, we'll talk about three safeties next since we talked about three corners. Uh, obviously, the very obvious one being Miles Rouser. He's number 151 on the composite, was once committed to U of M and then decommitted because he didn't want to necessarily feel bad about visiting other schools and looking into other schools, which, in my opinion, for a, uh, a Soon to be high school junior to do that. I think that's a real mature thing for him to do. He's also the little brother of uh, Andre Selden, who is in Michigan's 2020 class, the cornerback four star. Uh, Miles is going to be playing down at IMG uh, for the foreseeable future. So we'll see if that has any effect on Michigan's recruitment there. But as of right now, Michigan's probably still the team to beat uh, since he had a lot of love for U of M uh, before decommitting and, and the fact that he was once committed. Um, Probably a pretty good chance that he winds up back in the class, in my opinion. Another guy that, uh, in my opinion, this guy's more of like a tweener. He could be like a corner safety hybrid, kind of like what they've been recruiting a couple guys at in this 2021 class is uh, Isaac Thompson. They have him listed as a corner on 24-7, but I think he could uh, potentially do both, especially since Bob Shoup is the one uh, at the forefront of this recruitment. He is from St. Louis, Missouri number 150, number 18 ranked cornerback. And then finally, uh, the big uh, recruit here, the five-star, is uh, Keon Sabe. He is, again, probably a safety uh, since Bob Shoup is going after him, but they've got him listed as an athlete. He's from Williamstown, New Jersey. So uh, they're in it for a lot of really good defensive backs in this class. I wouldn't be surprised if this is like the focal point of the 2022 class at this point, considering that they only had a couple guys in 2020. Uh, they've only got one safety and one cornerback in 2021. I would imagine that they want to take uh, several guys in this 2022 class. And the fact that they're in it for a ton of these really good guys, uh, definitely good news early on. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Thompson's going to be, is the kind of tweener, flex position guy that they wanted you know someone like ryan barnes in this class to be he'd be fit that perfectly um he just put out like a top eight or top ten list and had michigan in it um yeah i think they could do a lot better in st louis area that seems like a pretty open area to recruit in um and he's definitely one that's reciprocating a lot of interest to michigan so that's a good start rouser yeah it's always kind of just a kind of waiting to see if he'll eventually end up back in the class. Uh, most people think he will for sure. Um, although he may have to kind of speed it up if he wants a spot, if all these guys end up committing to Michigan. So we'll see about that. And I also want to bring up the uh, Xavier Nwankpa, the Iowa guy. Uh, prospect. Yes. He visited in what February, March before the, the pandemic hit. So he's another 
uh, top, you know, 150-ish guy. Um, he's number ranked number seven safety, so he's one to keep a keep an eye out for as well. So yeah, lots of lots of blue chip guys that Michigan's in on. Yeah, tons of them. And with uh, with uh, Thompson specifically, yeah, he he released a top ten. Michigan was on it with a ton of other pretty good schools: LSU, Florida, Penn State. Um, he's actually a Michigan State legacy. I think his father played at uh, at MSU back in the day, and uh, MSU was not on that top list. But uh, I don't know why specifically, but Georgetown was on this top ten. Uh, I think there's got to be some family connection there. Oh, is that what it is? There. Yeah, but it's kind okay. of weird that you'll you know, give that nod to Georgetown because your brother plays there, but not to Michigan state, but not to U of or yeah, yeah. to MSU for yeah, that his was a fun dad one. playing. Yeah. That, that was an interesting one. So you, you get an FCS school on the top 10 cause your brother plays there. Um, but yeah, no, no love for MSU, I guess. But, uh, I mean, that's good news for, for Michigan considering the only other, uh, school that they'd be competing with in the big 10 is Penn state there. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like Michigan's, in good shape for uh, all of those guys early on. Uh, a couple wide receivers. Let's switch over to offense for just a sec. Uh, Tyler Morris is a guy that I'm really high on. He's ranked 78 on the composite. He's from Nazareth Academy. If that rings a bell to you, it's because J.J. McCarthy uh, played there from his freshman to junior year before he transferred down to IMG. So uh, he's six foot, a buck 75, a real talented kid. I love his tape. Josh Gaddis and Sharon Moore are going after him. Uh, they got uh, themselves in pretty good shape for him so far. And then another guy who's ranked even higher on the composite, number 37 to be exact, is Caleb Brown, another Illinois kid. He's from Chicago, plays in St. Rita. He's got a ton of really good offers. I believe he just picked up the Alabama offer last week. Uh, so really highly regarded kid. JJ is good friends with both of those guys, and uh, that bodes quite well for U of M's chances, considering that if they were to commit to Michigan and uh, they would only be, they'd be freshmen when JJ was only a sophomore or a redshirt freshman, depending on how it goes. Uh, so yeah, again, two guys that U of M uh, positioned themselves quite well with early on, and I wouldn't be shocked if they get at least one of those guys. Yeah, I think uh, both Illinois guys that's Sharon Moore territory. He's one of the best recruiters on the staff, so uh, not surprising that they have such a good lead right now. Uh, Morris is more of the outside receiver guy, and uh, the Brown can be uh, Brown is more like a running back wide receiver hybrid, kind of maybe like a Giles Jackson who played both in high school too. Yeah, so he's more of a yeah. slot guy. So they could they're definitely more complimentary uh so that even helps more sliding in the offense but yeah if they can nab those guys that would be another great wide receiver haul and also keeps up michigan success in illinois um and i think if anyone can keep a relationship going even after they transfer schools it's mccarthy so that's yeah, also absolutely. a big advantage as well and you know they've uh both are no just morris has visited a few times actually i don't think brown's made it up yet but uh yeah they've got a lot of familiar familiarity with the program i think both actually have a couple early crystal balls in for michigan uh low confidence ones but still nonetheless they're they're definitely off to a good start yeah i agree with all of that let's shift over to a few in-state kids a, a few highly regarded 
kids in the state of Michigan for the 2022 class. Starting on offense, Dylan Tatum. He is a running back, 5'11", 190, ranked 230 on the composite. He plays at West Bloomfield. So as of today, he is the backup to Donovan Edwards, who is the main target for Michigan in the 2021 class. But he's already got some pretty good offers, despite not being a full-time starter yet. He's got the Michigan offer, of course. Michigan State has also offered him. Uh, Florida has offered him, as well as Ohio State, Penn State, Notre Dame, Miami, uh, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Wisconsin. So a a ton of really good offers early on for him. Uh, I think he is going to end up probably being a top target for Michigan at the running back position, even though they've positioned themselves again quite nicely uh, for a lot of top running backs, including a couple of five stars, Gavin Sawchuck from Colorado, Emmanuel Henderson uh, from Alabama, although I don't think he leaves the state of Alabama by any means, uh, and a few other guys. There's there's a ton of running backs that we could talk about, but uh, he's definitely, probably, definitely, probably, that makes sense. He's, he's probably, uh, in my opinion at least, number one on their board just because he's the in-state kid. He's already shown a lot of interest in Michigan. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if he were number one for, for Michigan. Yeah, running back's absolutely loaded in 2022. They've already offered 22 guys at this point, which is a ton for yeah, that's uh, a lot. You know, 18 months before signing day. Um, yeah, they definitely like Tatum a lot. He's, he's, uh, also, you know, a great athlete. He could play defensive back. I think some schools are even recruiting him there too. So, uh, if Michigan gets another couple of running backs, they could move him to defense, uh, if they wanted. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. And having, uh, getting Edwards and Tatum back to back would be pretty, pretty cool haul from the same school. Um, yeah. so hopefully Tatum could have his senior year well i guess he will anyway because it'll be next year uh to kind of showcase what it is without edwards splitting carries with him Mm -hmm. couple in-state defensive prospects that michigan is high on josh burnham he is a linebacker 63205 from traverse city uh he has five crystal ball predictions for michigan already very early on so it's looking pretty good for you of them there um, he's the number two ranked kid in the state of Michigan, uh, number 108 overall. He also picked up an Alabama offer, uh, pretty recently as well as Notre Dame. He's got Ohio state. So, uh, he's a really highly regarded kid in the class. And then Michael Williams, who also plays at West Bloomfield, kind of an in-betweener right now from linebacker defensive end. We'll see how his body ends up growing, but he's six three two twenty. He's already a pretty big kid. He's number 243 on the composite, number six overall in state. And uh, he's starting to pick up some pretty good offers here as well. So, uh, again, a couple highly ranked defensive kids that uh, I, I think Burnham will eventually commit to U of M. It, it's sounding like his family uh, it pretty much raised him to be a Michigan fan. And it sounded like his family was pretty pumped when he got that U of M offer. So, uh, looking pretty good for him. And then Williams, we'll see uh, how his recruitment plays out. But uh, but yeah, a couple highly regarded defensive players that will probably end up being top targets of some sort. Yeah, Burnham was one where as soon as he got the offer, all the crystal balls came in for Michigan, which is usually a good sign that he'll eventually end up at the school. Um, you know, that's been such a longtime favorite of his and his family. So just kind of, I know he wants to 
take time with his process and make visits before he makes his decision, which is definitely the the good uh, the right way to go about it. But I think it, when it's all said and done, it'll be Michigan. Uh, Michael Williams, he was when I write up like the the visit list last season, he was basically at every game. Um, so he's been to Michigan already a bunch of times. Uh, he, I don't think he's maybe like a top of the board guy right now at linebacker. He could grow into an edge defensive end guy, like you mentioned. So we'll see mm-hmm. where, where the staff wants him right now. So um, I think if Michigan pushes hard for him, they can get him, especially, you know, West Bloomfield kid. They may want to take him uh, to keep that pipeline going too and establish that relationship uh, if they think he'd be a good edge rusher. Um, so yeah, I think it's more of a matter of the spots in the class for him. Um, but I think if it all works out, he could easily be at Michigan as well. Were there any other players that I haven't talked about yet that you wanted to hit on real quick, John? I feel like I hit on most of the guys that I wanted to talk to yeah, or talk I, about. At linebacker, definitely Sebastian Cheeks from Illinois is another big one. I love um, that name too. Yeah, right. And, you know, the same Illinois guy. Uh, with Brian Jean Marie and uh, uh, Sharon Moore on him, I think that'll be a tough combo to beat. They also like Jalen Sneed from South Carolina, but that's going to be a tougher one to win. And then yeah. Tyler Martin, the Massachusetts kid, uh, teammate of Zach Zinters. Uh, he's like more of the classic throwback big guy. Um, he's always he's had Michigan crystal balls forever. He's just kind of always been one of the prospects that they've known about because he's a Northeast kid. So he could also. Uh, committed any time basically to Michigan yeah I you bring him up um, I can't remember his name but I wasn't there a linebacker in this class also from like the northeast area where Michigan was ha- had all the crystal balls and then they kind of just faded they stopped recruiting them and I think Boston College ended up hmm. getting his co- I, I feel like hmm. that was a thing right yeah maybe was that a thing I'm not just trying to, <laughs> it, it does, man. It really I does. Just, I think of like Khalil Mullings, who they offered as like an eighth grader. So they're just the, if you're from Massachusetts, Don Brown knows yeah. about you since you're in Pop Warner. So these guys seem like they've been around forever. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to find this now to back, back this up. Maybe it wasn't Boston college. I'm, it doesn't look like it was it. I'll I'll have to uh, I'll have to find it and I'll put it in the comment section of, of this podcast. I don't want to take up too much time here uh, trying to find some kid that Michigan's not even recruiting anymore. But I feel like that did happen at least at at some point. But yeah, I, I don't know with with linebacker being such a I'm I don't know well, it's not really a a huge position of need in this class. I he's one of those guys that. Michigan's interested in early on that I don't think will end up in Michigan's class. That's just my opinion. I have no intel on that whatsoever, but that's just the way that I'm looking at it right now. He's a kid that Don Brown liked because he's from Massachusetts and he's like probably the best player in Massachusetts. Um, so he'll, he'll, in my opinion, at least I, I think he'll go somewhere else, but hell maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. We'll see if he, maybe his recruitment ends up blowing up and he's like, the best kid to come out of Massachusetts in decades. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I think that, I think that was about it. Um, is there anybody else, John, that, that we missed early on here? No, I mean, there's plenty of guys we could mention. Um, I do think the, the offensive line right now, there's not a ton of guys that I think Michigan's in right now, as opposed to like the last few years. I know Drew Shelton, yeah. the, 
he's like 181 right now in the composite from Pennsylvania. He has, uh, he said Michigan was one of his top schools mm-hmm. or one of his favorites a while ago. I think that's probably the guy they're in the best shot with. Uh, so uh, there'll be a little more time. Not all the positions right now are as clear as like defensive back and wide receiver as the favorites. So there's plenty of time to go for sure. Yeah, I actually caught up with uh, Drew Shelton last week, and I was just asking him about U of M and stuff like that. And he said that he still co- uh, talks to uh, Ed Warner once a week or so. Uh, the two schools that he says are reaching out to him the most, though, are Penn State and Rutgers. So a couple of Big Ten opponents there recruiting him pretty hard. But yeah, he, he's a pretty talented kid uh, that is uh, probably just going to keep growing and growing with uh, – with time and the recruiting rankings will probably reflect that. I think he's a pretty good player. So uh, I believe that is it. We could probably talk for another hour or so just about 2022 kids. There's so many good ones that Michigan is involved in, but maybe we'll save that for another day. But until then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Johnny boy, where are you at, sir? At Simmons underscore John. And be sure to follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew and give us a like on the Instagram page and Facebook and be sure to rate and subscribe to all of our podcasts here on mazeandbrew.com. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we will hopefully come back again next week for some more recruiting talk. Uh, there's a lot of incoming uh, commitments coming up here soon, so we'll have a little bit more excitement to talk about. But until then, he is John. I am Vaughn. We'll talk to you next time. Go Blue.